Okay, we're back. I'm sitting here having a conversation. Um, we're having a conversation about a lot of things uh, pertaining to the kingdom of God, the Word of God. And uh, we covered a lot of subjects on the last session, and we're going to go into more detail uh, with each one of those subjects. And so I'll uh, just look, look at some of the future programs to look for that. But we wrapped up and I mentioned that we're going to cover a topic and I want to go into this topic right now because the first time I read this, the book, the enemies within, I was mesmerized, mesmerized. It was one of those books that I picked up and I didn't put down until I was done. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, dang, this is, this is really powerful. And one of the things that kept going through my mind when I read it was like, why didn't I see this? Because I'd read the books. I read, I read, I'd read Exodus, Deuteronomy. I'd, I'd read those things, and I never even thought that it could have any kind of significance in, in the spiritual realm. Not just, not just reading it like a document of a, a historical event, but it actually has significance in the spiritual realm that we can receive from it. Yes. So when you, um begin to develop that, 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 that message, or when, when you saw, I think what happened was these names of these different nations. And I remember going back and looking them up myself. I'm, like, I'm going to go to the Strong's. Yes. And I went down there and I said, like, dang, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fascinating to me. Um, when did you begin to teach that series and what kind of response were you having from the people who were teaching it? Well, first of all, it's probably one of the greatest responses we had. I'm going to tell you why. It illuminated the mind of the believers to, to look at the success of their life and their failures. Mm. It gave them a hope that, wow, I did not see this. Mm -hmm. The very term enemies within mm -hmm. is something that we don't probe much about yourself. You don't spend a lot of time. Uh, you know, psychoanalyzing. Right. You just you you like the fact of all your positives, yeah, and uh, all your friends, not your enemies that you have, right? And but here again, I, I, maybe this just seems to be overly stated, but I, I it, it's still the way I function. My anointing is a diversified distinction. It's a marismos. Mm -hmm. That's why everything is, if you go from the Old Testament to the New Testament, mm -hmm. you've got the firstborn, secondborn, you got the flesh, you got the spirit, you got the natural, you got the spiritual, you got the carnal, you got the spirit. All these are doubles, Light, doubles, dark. doubles. Yep. Yes, everything is doubled. Mm -hmm. And then you got the twins of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. There's a number of twins, the doubles. Then you got right. the half brothers, uh, Cain and Abel. Half and that happened over and over and over because you also saw it with Abraham. Uh, and Sarah, they had situations that were similar to his uh, Isaac and, and and Rebecca. Yes. And then all, then you go Jacob and and uh, Rachel. Yep. And they were barren. There's a lot of similarities. It's all repeating. there. Yeah. Now here's where the revelation comes in that makes it easy. The Old Testament and the New Testament is a marismos. Mm. The first one that which is it's a natural book. And then the second one takes from the natural book and transferred it into a spiritual understanding. It doesn't matter what you say. For instance, you take the Old Testament, it's full of kings. It's right. kings and battles and wars. You come to the New Testament, it's about church and pastors. Where's the connection? There's not any. 
it is not work. Did God make unto us kings and priests, or did he make us pastors? Hmm. So if we're kings and priests, now I can link back to the Old Testament. What does a king do? Mm -hmm. So then I look at the Old Testament of all the wars they had and all the enemies. Then I come to the New Testament, and we have the kingdom of God. So now we have a king that's come, and the kingdom is is uh, is a derivative of two primary uh uh, eschatology, if you would, or origins of words, and that is domain and dominion. So you have a king who has a domain and have a dominion. Well, transfer Jesus Christ's king over to David and to Saul and all the rest of them. They were kings who had a domain and a dominion. Within those domains and dominions, there are enemies that have to be fought and won. New Testament, within the kingdom of God, there are enemies that have to be fought and won. The battles have to be fought. So you go back to the Old Testament again, and you have these phraseology that religion calls it. See, crossing over Jordan to the religious world and the church entity is you die. Mm. And then you go into the land of promise, mm -hmm. which is heaven. Right, there you go. And if the land of promise is heaven, and I get there and all these enemies are there that I got to fight and drive out, I think I went to hell. Right. So right. I found, no, it doesn't run truth. So I go back to what the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. So what you're looking at, all Scripture, now there was no New Testament. Mm -hmm. That Scripture, Paul said in Timothy, mm -hmm. all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, mm -hmm. for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God might be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. From the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, wasn't from the New Testament. Right. I know Brother Hagen said it's the, it's the epistles that mm. you, and you do, you learn mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But it, Old Testament, there's no New Testament written. Mm -hmm. So we have the New Te Old Testament, New Testament. We, we have that uh, where we look at all that which is natural so we can define it from the spiritual. So now do I have a firstborn and a secondborn? So what happens, because I don't have a marismos, I look, I'm just natural. I'm born again, spirit-filled, but I'm just a natural man, going to heaven. Can't wait to go to heaven. And I look at the Old Testament from a natural perspective. It's not relative to now to mm. the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, no, no, I didn't do away with it. I fulfilled it. Mm -hmm. What did he fulfill? A king comes, kingdom within. Mm -hmm. Doesn't come by observation. Luke 16 says, doesn't, uh, 17, doesn't come by observation. The kingdom is within you. And within that kingdom, you've got to see it and you've got to enter it. And then when you do to enter it, you can't enter into the kingdom of God until you win some battles over some things that keep you from without. So you have this, and then you have this thing called, Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, the gates of hell is, is a defensive term. It's not offensive. Mm -hmm. It's something to keep you out of something else. Mm -hmm. That's why you have gates. And then the Old Testament says that if you will turn the battle to the gate, I'll give you strength. Mm -hmm. So behind those two leave gates of that scripture talks about, <clears throat> there is all your inheritance, all your blessings, all mm -hmm. that God Christ has done for you. Mm -hmm. But what's keeping you from entering into those blessings and entering into that inheritance now in this lifetime, are there are certain enemies that just negate your progress. Mm -hmm. They stop you from entering. Mm -hmm. And the body of Christ will say they see the kingdom of God, but they don't enter, enter it. Mm -hmm. So now that means you're going to come under the rule of a king, and he's going to take on your enemies, and Christ is going to drive out these enemies that's opposing him in you. He is a Christian. 
and all the attitude and all the anger and all the madness and all the, the uh, road rage and all the unforgiveness and mm -hmm. all the hostility and all the cursing and Pride all the blaspheming and all the ego, mm -hmm. all the macho, mm -hmm. all that's going to be driven out. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what's it. When you get born again, that doesn't go out. No, it doesn't. It does not go out. For, for a couple of months. You know, yes, you, you have yeah. a halo. Yes, yes. And you're 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 behaving yourself. Yeah. But that wears away. The it it does. It does. And you'll come back to your nature. Mm -hmm. That and here's the funny thing about it. Nature, uh, uh, religion denies human nature, but Christ did not deny it. Okay. So what you mean? What what you're saying there? Religion denies human nature. So they pretend. They pretend. They pretend that everything's fine. They, they You're a new creation. It. That's right. You're a new creature. Old things pass away. You mm -hmm. don't have that. You'll never get mad again. You'll never beat your wife. You'll never cuss again. Well, that lasts for about, as you said, three months, four months. So how long does it last? And then you find yourself slipping up and saying things and thinking things. And But you know what? Uh, the, 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 the thing is... You you are a Christian. Sure. You 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 had a uh, you've been rebirthed. Legitimate. So so you you now are born of the seed of God, but there's a problem is because because your conduct doesn't change. It, it, you straighten up for a little bit, but then uh, you become just like everybody else. Uh, an example, what I I had this experience. Just got born again, and that summer I I took a summer job out in the oil field and where was that at in west texas okay and so i'm working out in the oil field uh, as a, a, a welder assistant and we're out just laying pipeline big 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 mm -hmm. pipeline and it's like saudi arabia west texas <laughs> <laughs> and so we all break for lunch and this has been going on all summer but this one particular time we all break for lunch and everybody's uh trying to find shade and eating their lunch and drinking and and i didn't have a drink i, I didn't know what happened that day i didn't have a drink and i was like really thirsty yeah yeah and so all the guys what they had is a, a, a an ice chest with beer yep and they said hey you need to drink something yeah you need you need to drink something i'm like no it's okay i'm fine and so long story short they finally tell me nobody it's no big deal you're not gonna be judged yeah exactly it's right and so um i don't i didn't even like it but but i went ahead and grabbed one i <clears throat> i took a drink for 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 a drink and then i pull my hand out and then the money starts changing absolutely and it crushed me yes it did i thought oh my gosh you know i was a baby christian but it just crushed me yep. i thought no never again best thing ever happened to you yeah yeah, yeah. it really it really woke me up that 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 my walk was important it was going to matter for the rest of my life yeah and so it, it's it it you know they talk about having your conscience seared it seared my conscience but in a different way yes it did that's right <laughs> changing your behavior yeah your soul got saved that day in that yeah. area see in that area in that area you were yeah. saved never yeah. again yeah I, uh, I don't give ground there at all yeah yep, me either that's it so, so we have to identify that there is something within us that is causing problems, that is, is um, invading and forcing us to conduct ourselves the way we used to live. And, and they don't just go away. No. These things don't I, just fade I, I, away. I'll tell you where it's at. It, it's that, remember I said religion denies humanity. Yeah. It's accepting your humanity. Mm -hmm. You okay. have to accept the fact that I am born again. I'm born and I'm born again. I've been born twice. I have a natural 
heritage. I have a spiritual heritage. I also have a natural nature. I have a divine nature. And both of those are going to do what they do by nature until they get saved. Well, <clears throat> the human spirit got saved by born again. The, I mean, the spirit, yeah, spirit man gets born again mm -hmm. instantly. We talked about earlier that the human nature has to be saved by the renewing of your mind and by receiving with meekness the engrafted word that saves you. So, and here's where you don't deny it. And this is where we we are having so much problems with Christians. We condemn one another, we judge one another, we sentence one another, we criticize, we fault, and we've all got the same problems. <laughs> We're humans. We're not accepting, see, our humanity in our Christianity. And when we can accept our humanity, then I'm able to say, Joe, probably going to blow it. You're going to get mad. You might even get mad and cuss or say something. So what do you do? Jesus, I'm very sorry. I, I shouldn't have let that man rule. When we get over into firstborn, secondborn, and this enemy is within again, <clears throat> you've got to face that that human being is still narcissistic, selfish, and self-centered. It's all about him. And he, the, 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 and you, you and I, I'm 72 years of age. I can still get mad in the heartbeat. I can still find myself getting provoked or somebody uh, cutting me off. And I think, what's wrong? What are you cutting me off for? But they're not cutting you off. They don't even know you. This is not a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And I've told Chris, I said, Chris, when people do that, just let them in. They're trying to get off the freeway. They're not trying to cause a war. Mm -hmm. They're just wanting to get off. How many times have you wanted to get off and you got found yourself in the wrong it's lane? Turn off airplane mode. <laughs> it's, it, it was detecting your voice. Was That's it? funny. Yeah. It's like you must have said something very close to the word. Hey, Siri. Oh, I've been yeah, I don't want to say that. Yeah. This, when you're serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what happens on this denial, though, uh, i, I, I got to tell you this one. Mm -hmm. This is beautiful. At the, at the, after the death of Gloria, for those who don't know, that was my wife that I married to for about 20 years, and she died. And when I, I was still uh, scheduled to go to South Africa mm -hmm. during that time, and I had 10 days from the time that she died to the day that I was supposed to get on a plane and go to South Africa. And I had four children, and that was a very difficult. Now, that's where I found myself humbled to the lordship of Christ. Mm -hmm. As a savior, I wouldn't have went. Mm -hmm. But as a lord, I had to go ask him what he wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to get to my point here on what I learned. This is what I learned about humanity, Christ and humanity. But I, I went and met with Jeff and all the other elders, and they said, Randy, you know, there's no problem at all if you don't go everybody understands you just lost your wife and you got four children and man you're going less than two weeks you're going to be on a plane there'd be no problem but jeff says but let me take you to lordship did jesus christ was it his will for you to go and i said without a doubt he said no, i would suggest you go this is this is the part where you sacrifice i said oh man this is gonna be oh it's so tough but i said i met with my children i said i've got to go and I met with them. We went and got us a little hotel down in Houston, San Antonio, I believe it was, yeah. And we spent the weekend down there, and we were discussing and, and uh, sitting around the table. And my daughters, three of my, they're older, and my little, my son, he was six years younger than all of them, and he was about six at that time. And the others were uh, 11, 12, 14, up in that area. And uh, my oldest daughter, Carrie Lee, says, Daddy, uh, are you going to marry again? Said, no, I'm not going to get married again. I have no intention to get married again. <clears throat> and uh, I said, uh, so we talked about that, like I own my own life. <laughs> See, I'm speaking like I mm -hmm. own my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm broken, I'm hurt, so I'm just answering for me. And then 
I said, no. I said, I know that y'all would maybe something, you know, still like to have a mother. And Jared starts crying, Daddy, I want a mommy. Oh, it broke my heart, Joe. Broke my heart. I said, I know, son, you're pretty, you need a mama. Well, I changed right there my thinking. Went before the Lord, repented. I said, I'm not my own. I can't determine if I'm going to marry or not marry. That, that belongs to you. I get on an airplane. I'm going to South Africa, and I'm sitting in my seat, and I heard him say, I have something here for you, and I have something here for me. And I could not figure out what in the world he meant by that. Now, my natural man filtered that. It goes back to my natural man, that which is first is natural, then after. So I filtered it through that. I said, man, there's going to be a blessing here for me, Savior mentality, something mm-hmm. he's going to do for me. Mm-hmm. Well, he said, I have something here for you. Then I have something here for me. I said, well, I know what I'm supposed to do for you. I'm not sure what you have for me. So I'm sitting there the first night. Now, they picked me up at 4 o'clock in the morning for a prayer meeting. Everybody knows Gloria Lee has died. Mm -hmm. They're all feeling compassion for me, and I appreciate their heart. And I'm we're at 4 o'clock in the morning. We meet this fellowship, and they had a few thousand people there. I don't remember how many, but... And we're in, we're praying and interceding, and I start weeping and broken. And I'm interceding for the people, and God's now beginning <laughs> to download. And they think mm-hmm. I'm crying because I'm broken because of glory. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't. I was mm-hmm. in the spirit. I was really, and they're coming over and comforting me. And I'm just interceding for the for the nation. And uh, when it was over with, I sat down. And uh, now, by the way, this falls under the title of Isaac Rebecca principle. Mm-hmm. How God causes you to meet your mate mm-hmm. so you don't choose your own but <clears throat> so isaac rebecca principal but i'm sitting there on the and i'm sitting in the, the seat right up there at the front and i'm looking around now at the culture of the nation it's different than here and mm-hmm. i thought man this is uh, this is unique and the people and you know it's funny over there the the racism is not with the blacks and the whites it's with the blacks and the browns the blacks hate the browns because they're a mixture oh that's right yeah. so it's a big war there but it's crazy mm-hmm. humanity, mm-hmm. the skin games, you know, mm-hmm. the, I call it skin uh, culture, culture color. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are so involved in the mm-hmm. culture of color rather mm-hmm. than the culture of their male and female. You mm-hmm. only male and female, mm-hmm. but they get this culture thing mm-hmm. going and they adapt their lives to culture mentality. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I'm there and uh, I got to go back on that for a moment. It's a real big issue, uh, even among the body mm-hmm. of Christ. You got black churches mm-hmm. and white churches, mm-hmm. and and everything. I just thought of the cowboy church too. It's another cowboy, another one. It's, it's a culture, uh-huh. see, and you have to adapt to that culture. Right. But I find that uh, that when I talk, I have a lot of uh, brothers in the Lord, and they're black, and we discuss this whole thing called skin game or skin culture. And I'm at a restaurant one night, walk in, my wife and I do, and a real, I mean, a wonderful man of God. He's black, but I have not met him. But boy, he he and I just met just like that. And he starts talking to me, and then we're talking Christ, and then he shifts over to black. And I listened to him for a while, and I said, "Uh, Brother, can I share something with you? Yeah, he said. I said, "Uh, I hope you receive this properly. But I said, "Uh, you know you're a slave to your skin. You're a slave to your color. What does that mean? That's your identity. I said, there are, we are two men talking here. I don't talk about being white. I don't talk about you being black. And you got to talk about being black. And I said, it's a, the black culture has a skin culture now. They're, they're really not a black mm-hmm. culture. They've lost their black culture mm-hmm. because they've been, they're engrossed in a skin culture. Everything is identified to the color of their skin, not to their who they are as an entity. 
you can very it's very difficult to find an entity or an individual because it's a cultural thing now mm -hmm. cultural race mm -hmm. but it's not a black race it's a skin race mm. so it's really difficult when they have an identity crisis there and they really don't know it they become a slave to the color of their skin it dictates their behavior their culture how they act how they mm. function they can't be themselves mm. well when Christ just made a male and female right that's all it is. And so I would say from enemies within, see, as a Christian, black Christian, you have to drive that out. Wow. There's no yeah. such thing as a black Christian. Right. There's no such thing as a black church. And uh, always fun. you can't describe uh, an individual that, that may be a little human. I don't mean no offense here, but it can't be just a butt. It's a black butt. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, well, what's wrong here? Why is, it ha why is the identity to such a ridiculous thing <laughs> called skin? But it is, and it is, and yeah. that has to be driven out. And when that's driven out, now that's driven out of a lot of my brothers at the church in Marshall. They don't see themselves black. They see themselves as sons of God. They mm -hmm. identify to the mm -hmm. culture, kingdom culture. Right. They're not involved in world culture or religious culture or skin culture. They have a kingdom culture. Mm -hmm. And once you develop that kingdom culture, well, you behave and conduct yourself under the rule of that culture, Christ. It's the, it goes beyond it. You, you have to renew your mind because that— You have to renew your mind. It's so imprinted into your brain when you're growing up to think that way, so you it have is. to. Well, see, I would come out of a redneck culture. Mm -hmm. I, if I accept that as my right. identity, I come out of Hartford, a lot of poverty, up in the, born up in the mountains. You're from mm -hmm. the sticks. You're out mm -hmm. in the woods. Uh, you got no money. You got nothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, all that begins to and people tell you, well, you're just a oh, poor old country boy, just a redneck. <laughs> See, those are terms that identify you. Mm -hmm. I will say all that. No, 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 I'm the son of God. It's, that's passed away. That's old things. I don't do that anymore. Uh, I've been born of God. Now my identity is different. But that's I had to drive those enemies out. I had to drive out that old cultural thinking, that old background. Uh, those are enemies. Mm. That's not who I am in Christ. Who I am in Christ is what validates me to this day, not who I was in the firstborn, but who I am in the secondborn. So I get over there, South Africa. I'm sitting here... <clears throat> looking around and I look to my right and I see Crystal and there's hundreds and hundreds of people. She's the only one I saw just like, and I went, no, Jesus, please, please. I started crying. I bent over, Jesus, please, please don't require this of me. Please don't do this to me. I was begging, don't do this. Please don't do this. So you instantly were able to be aware of his intention immediately. Immediately. I knew mm -hmm. who I've chosen her for you. Mm -hmm. I and I said, so I, I struggled, and uh, it wasn't because of her. She's a beautiful woman, a lovely lady, born again, spirit-filled, and the package, spirit, soul, and body, and I'm thinking, so there wasn't anything there, but I just wasn't ready for that. My, I just buried my wife, and I said to him, Jesus, please, my, body, my wife's body hadn't even cooled off, mm -hmm. and I said that, and I'm thinking, I don't, I, please don't do this, and he never said anything else. Well, that was on a, on a Tuesday, and uh, I ought to be teaching this, the Rebecca thing. But there's enemies that have to be driven out. I'm mm -hmm. going to go more into that in a mm -hmm. moment. I'm going to mm -hmm. really detail this in a second. But so I'm sitting there, and I don't want to get married, enemy. Contrary to God, mm. I'm, I'm making decisions for my life. This is my life. I have the right to live my life. <laughs> I have the right to myself. And he's up there shaking me and said, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Are you bought with the price? Yes, I am. Is your body my temple? Yes, it is. But... I have the right to marry who I want to marry. You see, mm -hmm. you, that's that. That's an enemy. That's an enemy to the cross. Mm. And Savior, 
if he's just a savior, you might get by with it. But he's my Lord, and I know he's my Lord, and he knows he's my Lord. I made him Lord. And I said, now, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, but I just don't know if I can do this right now. Well, I, I, I ministered on a Wednesday night and a Thursday night, and I never looked at her. <laughs> I decided if I didn't see her, he couldn't either. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? But I didn't want to make eye contact. Mm -hmm. Now, I walked by Friday night, the last of uh, that, that, uh, the Friday night meeting, wasn't the last one, but I walked by her. She was sitting up front with the pastor, and they were really all good friends with the whole family there. And I walked by her. I had my attache. I walked by her, didn't say nothing, ignore her. I took about 10 feet past her, and I just stopped. I said, all right, Jesus. All right, your Lord, what do you want me to do? I've chosen her for you. You'll marry her before you leave here. I'm going to be there two weeks. <laughs> and that hit me. I'm going to marry her before I leave here? Yes. Oh, man. I stopped and turned around, went back. I said, Crystal. I got right in front of her, put the attitude down, straddled it, looked at her. Crystal, would you think it too forward of me if I asked to have lunch with you tomorrow? Uh, I'm in submission. I'm single. I'm in submission to the elders here. I'd have to confer with them. I said, why don't you do that and let me know how it goes? Well, she went to them right away. <clears throat> and I'm mingling around with people. Well, they three, all three called me over there up on the platform. And I went up this. We've got, uh, oh, man, it was a little bit of offensive. See, I, I felt my firstborn. I could mm -hmm. feel Esau wanting to come up out of the grave. And uh, the elder shall serve the younger, not at that point. <laughs> because they, they were, were confrontational. Very because... confrontational and indicting. indicting. Mm. Uh, so what's your intent? What's your intent for going out with Crystal? I said, my intent? I said, just female camaraderie. I didn't want him to tell him what the Lord told me. Mm -hmm. I said, just female camaraderie. You're going to have lunch with her? Well, what is it you're wanting to do with her? I said, gentlemen. Hmm. Oh, I feel mm -hmm. like, let me let me speak to that matter. Mm -hmm. I've known Jesus Christ. And I don't know how long at that time. I was probably uh, forty nine, I think it was. So, I was, so I'd say uh, twenty nine years. So I just I'm gonna round it off because mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly at that time. But it was, must have been twenty nine. I said I've known Jesus Christ now for thirty years. I've served Him with all my heart. He is my Lord and Savior. I said, uh, you think I'm wanting to get with some little girl out here and throw her in the back seat of a car and get her panties down? Is that what you th guys think I'm wanting to do with this? I said, you think I'm going to throw my, my life away, my relationship to Jesus Christ over a pair of panties? Y'all need to pray about this. And I just walked off. I only got 20 feet, and they said, Brother Shankel. I said, it started off with Randy. Mm. Now it's Brother Shankel. And I heard that. I said, you dealt with them. It, if you want me to marry, it's up to you, but you're going to have to do it. I'm not going to make this happen. And he said, we want you to know, however funny, we just had a visitation. We're mm -hmm. all just sitting here right now. That the Lord mm -hmm. said, this is me. Leave it alone. Mm -hmm. What would you like to do? Said, have lunch with the DeMars. That'll be no problem. They went there and told her, and, she, and that's what happened. Well, we wound up getting married there <laughs> about eight, nine days later. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> the, that, that was, uh, that's bizarre. I didn't know her. She didn't know me. But Tuesday night is when I saw, oh, Jesus, Wednesday night. She went home and told her mother, Mom, I want you to know I've met a man from Texas, and the Lord told me I'm going to marry him. This is before you even. We hadn't even talked. Yeah. We, nobody knew my intent mm -hmm. or what the Lord told me. Mm -hmm. The bottom line, what he told her and he mm -hmm. told me, and that's what he mm -hmm. asked. I told him. I said, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you'll have to speak to her. I'm not going to win mm -hmm. her. I have mm -hmm. no desire to woo mm -hmm. her. I said, it's up to you. Well, 
going back to these enemies. Now, I went through a lot of enemies. Now, I've been born again for a long time. I had a good marriage with Gloria Lee. She worked for Kenneth Copeland. When we, she and I married, she was a wonderful woman of God, just dynamic woman of God. Well, we had a great marriage, and, and uh, we incorporated uh, faith and marismos. We both worked on both of those sides, developing, sharing with one another, truths, revelations. And it was really a great blend. It worked wonderfully. So that wasn't a problem. But when he told me, and he began to show me that my life is not my own, I, had, I found out it was. At that point, I had a lot of things in me that I wasn't willing to yield or mm -hmm. give up, which are enemies within mm -hmm. my human nature, my human being. This is not what I want. This is not who I would choose. This is not the way I would do it. The list goes on, mm -hmm. on and on and on and on and on. Well, now, uh, before I, now, by the way, I met with, we went out Friday, and at the uh, first night that I went out with her, I proposed to her. <laughs> and she said, I said, if it was God, would you marry me? She said, well, it is, and I will. <laughs> and then we just hugged each other, and we started talking and laughing. Like, How did you know? She said, I want, you know, and so we both shared, <laughs> and it just was, it was born. Mm -hmm. so it, was, it didn't mm -hmm. evolve. It mm -hmm. was born of God. Mm -hmm. Well, Thursday, I had a meeting, a men's meeting up in the mountains of called, a place called, uh, oh, too hard for me to pronounce. Always ask Crystal, what was that again? <laughs> but it was a place up in South Africa, up in the mountains. It was an app, they called it Apostolic Battery. Hmm. And it was a military post hmm. that shot, they still had them. They would shoot these big cannon stuff to the ships and, and shooting, wow. sinking ships coming in. To, so we're having this big meeting up there in the mountains, barracks and all that, and kitchens, and they're fixing all the meals. And there's a bunch of us guys up there. I minister on a Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night. I asked for Thursday off because now I'm beginning to have human mm -hmm. problems with getting married. Mm -hmm. The humanity has now kicked in. What's <laughs> wrong with me? What have I done? I don't know her. And so what? at mm. that point, I found this big boulder up in the mountains. <clears throat> now you got to be careful up there. There was, there was, That's a real world out there. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, The, the mm -hmm. beasts are there. Mm -hmm. And I, at 6 o'clock in the morning, I go out and I get on top of this boulder. I start indicting God. I'm crying. And I said, why did you not tell me? Why would you not tell me? Now, I started giving the word the word. How stupid is that? Mm -hmm. But that's why I did. I said, God, it is written. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealed his secrets unto the servants, the prophets. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you reveal this to me? I have something here for you. I have something here for mm -hmm. me. That didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, and Abraham, you said to Abraham, surely I'll reveal right. that. Yes, I'll <laughs> tell him what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm a son of Abraham. I'm of the, I'm of the, of the uh, Isaac. I said, why did you? So I gave him three or four um, scriptures. He, I'm, I don't think he was familiar with them. <laughs> so I had to remind him. But anyway, it didn't bother him. And then I said, now I make my way down, way down and way down a cliff and now I'm on a beautiful beach and it's a couple hours and I'm walking that beach still crying. I fall on my face and I said again, Jesus, why did you not tell me and prepare me for this? Oh, Joe, my moment with God to this day tears me, plows me up. He said, <clears throat> I did not think that I'd have to explain myself to you at this time in our relationship. Wow. Oh, I repented 
and bawled and bawled. I swore to God, you will never have to give account of yourself to me again, period. Mm -hmm. What is it you want me to do? Marry her and marry her before you go back to the States. It's done. At that time, I died. Now, mm. that's when I died. I had no more enemies. Mm. I died. <clears throat> this the best way to get them driven out is to die to yourself, to the right of yourself. The enemy of the soul starts off with... <clears throat> Now it gets, it's, it's when the enemy of the soul starts off with the right to myself. Mm -hmm. That's the main title of everything that controls and determines your behavior and conduct from, conduct from then on. Everything, the anger, the madness, the bitterness, mm -hmm. the unforgiveness is the right. It's your right because you were done wrong. Mm -hmm. However you want to interpret it, it's, gonna, mm -hmm. it's my right. They, it, I was right. They cut me off. They gave me brake checks on the freeway. What, what are they doing? <laughs> so it's all about my right. right. I have the right not to be treated that way. I have the right that you don't talk to me like that. Mm -hmm. I have the right that you don't speak to me like right. that. And the list goes on and right. on and on. <clears throat> when you die to the right of yourself, <clears throat> then at that point, it changes everything. You don't have rights. See, America uh, has uh, got into depravity over human rights. Right. It's their right to be perverts, maggots, mm -hmm. and debauchery and mm -hmm. wicked. Mm -hmm. It's their right to go into darkness. It's their right to go into dark, gr gross darkness. It's their right. And it is. It's the human right. Mm -hmm. But look what it's done to the nation because everybody's uh, provocating their rights. But enemies within, is there, it goes into behavior, goes into attitude, it goes into conduct, it goes into demeanor. When you deal with uh, enemies within, you're dealing with the five primary elements that make up human nature. Mm -hmm. And that is the nature, the personality, the temperament, the disposition, and the constitution. Mm -hmm. All of those are have enemies. Each one of those have different enemies that are their constitution means you live by a certain constitutional law. There's certain laws. Every individual operates by different laws. Every one of those human laws are contrary to God's law. Mm -hmm. So that constitutional culture is contrary to kingdom culture. It has enemies. So now you got to go in there and change your laws. Mm -hmm. you got to change how you can. When God said, I will write my laws upon your heart and upon your mind, I'll put them in your spirit, man. You don't gonna have them on stone no more. Right. Now, if you notice something interesting about the Ten Commandments, they're all moral. There are moral laws, mm -hmm. and we can't do that in America. Right. You cannot, you cannot uh, uh, legislate, morality. legislate morality. You can't do it. Uh, you can say that's adultery, but it's not against the law. You can right. say that's perversion, but it's not against the law. You can say that that is uh, child abuse, uh, as what it, pedophile, pedophilia, mm -hmm. but it's not. If the child is consenting mm -hmm. at five, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But the issue is, it's pushing and propagating the human rights to the max, to far as it can, which destroys marriages. Now, here's what Christ said. Deny yourself, mm -hmm. take up your cross, follow me. This goes to now the difference between a believer and a disciple. Mm -hmm. A believer can believe anything he wants to believe, but a disciple has to believe God in his word. I can say I don't believe that. That's a believer. I can say I do believe that. That's a believer. But a disciple says I have to believe what God's word says, doesn't matter what I believe. And so once you move into that, that realm. Now we're going to move over into the, how do you deal with these enemies that are within? You define them. First of all, mm -hmm. you and I are different. Mm -hmm. You might be less aggressive. I might be more aggressive. Mm -hmm. You, I might be uh, passive and you might be aggressive. Mm -hmm. uh, you might be macho. I might be malacos. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. These are enemies. Mm -hmm. And uh, once we locate those enemies, as an individual, you have responsibility to do something with those enemies by God. If not, you can go to church for 70 years and never change. 
This term called uh, Babylonian mm -hmm. system, that means you get born again and Satan throws you right into a denominational church. When he throws you into a denominational church, you can be in Babylonian captivity for 70 years right. and never come out of that denomination and die with that denominational problem because that denomination has plenty of enemies, plenty what, of enemies. What, uh, you have all these individuals that are locked into denomination, they're believers. Is it incumbent on people like yourself um, ministers to um, try to draw them into a uh, a discipleship role with Christ. What 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 does that? I know that like for me, uh, as a believer, when I heard that there was discipleship training available, yeah, I was like, I'm in. You know, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I I didn't know how bad of a mess I was, but I was in. I was like, I just want to be. I want to commit myself fully to the Lord. But you have. I would probably venture to say like 90 plus percent of the body of Christ that are just believers. Yes, absolutely, brother. So what is absolutely. it that will, what, how, how is it? Jesus said, make disciples. So, but everybody is believers. Mm -hmm. So what is, what is the course of action that we're supposed to take? Like for yourself, is it your responsibility to try to, transition people from being a believer and to a disciple and we can get into that whole subject matter of this uh, this believers versus disciples because um th there's two different worlds there and i know that discipleship is a hard way it, you know i i i've i've thought about you know what are the the techniques behind producing disciples can it be done in mass can it be done in distance can now, the, re the revelation can, okay. but the individual has to take that at that point and through the Holy Ghost. Okay. I can do the same word to a thousand people, uh, and you, if, it depends on how they will refine that to themselves. But there are some things, the two primary Ds, you will deny and you will die if you're going to be a disciple, the third D, disciple, D, D, D. You're going to deny, you're going to die, and you're going to, that's when you become a disciple. And until you can, and believers won't do that. They're just not going to do that to themselves. Lay down their lives for somebody else and give their life to someone else's will and purpose. Here's what's stupid about it. You're saying to God, I'm not going to give you my life because I can do better for myself than you do for me. I can get a better wife. I can live in a better place. I can get a better job. That's not true with me. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, I'll take what God chooses for me every day. But the, here, here's the thing that I do think is, is vital for us to put a little, put a little time into <clears throat> before we really get into that believers versus disciples, which is vital, very mm -hmm. vital. This, these enemies within is where it, it's locked up in the humanity, in the human being. As I said, all facets of the enemy is going to come out of the word the right to myself i have the right to me right and boy when you do that my god in heaven you're going to have a i have the right to get mad i have the right to not forgive you i have the right to be bitter i have the right to be judgmental it's my right and that and that's all through christianity and and the world it's the entitlement attitude. It's the entitlement attitude absolutely mm -hmm. is these are the divas of the world but now we have this in the church Mm -hmm. The body of Christ is full of these mm -hmm. enemies, mm -hmm. and they judge one another, condemn one another, indict one another. Judgment's an enemy. Indictment, accusing, is a Lucifer. Lucifer, mm -hmm. the accuser of the brethren. Right. 
Drive it out. Drive it all out. But see, the church don't deal with all these uh, invisible enemies. They don't deal with all these attitudes of the mind. They, they all they talk. This this is what's crazy. They talk about the uh, uh, sins of the flesh, mm-hmm. but they will not talk about the sins of the soul. Mm-hmm. The sins of the flesh, adultery, fornication, mm-hmm. you know, here you go with them. Mm-hmm. And they're there. But what are the sins of the soul? Mm-hmm. Selfishness, self-centered. Uh, as I said, my old pappy, after me, son, you come first. Mm-hmm. That's a narcissistic term. That's a, that's a suke mm-hmm. realm. Mm-hmm. And all that has to be driven out. So now, you're right, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, he talks about these seven primary enemies that's in this land. Mm-hmm. That God said to the children of Israel, Go out and drive them out. And he says three primary things. You drive them out, you utterly destroy them, and you make no covenant with any of them. Mm-hmm. So don't stop and make deals. Mm-hmm. So he tells us, he says, I will send the hornets before you, which mm-hmm. is the, the fiery angels. That's mm-hmm. all that means. These boys that are bad to the bone. Yeah. And all these, they will help you drive them out. But there's a driving out. Now, there's a scripture I love. It says, you are to possess their, their possessions. Mm-hmm. So this is, and the word possess there means drive out existing uh, uh uh, occupants and replace it with yourself. Mm-hmm. When Christ said, occupy till I come, he's talking about occupying something. Mm-hmm. They think just stay busy with the gospel and preaching Jesus and passing out tracks. Right. It's not, it's a military term. It's occupying. Taking more territory. Taking the territory. Occupy it. Mm-hmm. Drive out this an, an, an enemy of anger. What is it? If I'd ask every Christian, and they could answer it. What are your three top enemies, the things that bother you the most? So I love what Derek Prince said when I was under his teaching. I was in my early 20s, and he taught the diomanitsamai. It's the first time I ever heard it, under the, under the influence of demons. Mm-hmm. And he said these demons operate in like chain link. They operate in groups. Mm-hmm. If you find one, you're going to find another, you find another. And that was true. I found it to be true. Mm-hmm. And that was you'll have people now will say, for instance, well, they're very depressed. Well, then they're oppressed, and then they're suppressed, mm-hmm. and, and then and they're dysfunctional, and then they have no hope. These are six, seven, eight demons right there working on them that needs to be driven out. Mm-hmm. And so you don't—I'm I'm, uh, I'm married to Gloria Lee. She leaves Kent Copeland's ministry. We go into Arkansas, and we get us a little place there in Arkansas. No, it has to be uh, an RV, uh, a motorhome, I mean. <laughs> we got a little motorhome. And because uh, I didn't have no money, <laughs> I, and I got a little motor home, and I noticed being married to her, she's moody, mm. real moody, and just a wonderful woman of faith. Mm-hmm. Just prays all the time, confesses the word of God, and but moody, and she never saw it as an enemy. Hmm. And uh, you know, I call it PMS. They call it PMS. Mm-hmm. And uh, principality, uh, you know, principality <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> so it is a PMS. Mm-hmm. What do we call it? Principality manifestation syndrome. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's PMS for sure. But I know she was moody, and then she'd be depressed, and she'd mm-hmm. be oppressed. It could go on for hours, and maybe for sometimes two or three days. And it was bizarre. It changed the atmosphere of my home. Of which women are uh, have that privilege of God to set the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That's they're, they're, they have a anointing by God to uh, be a keeper at home and set that atmosphere properly. And I'd go to work and, and I'd say goodbye to her, good morning and goodbye. Go to work, come home. Oh, I step in the door. Oh, you remember those masks that fall out of the airplanes? 
I had one just right above the door. <laughs> Here you are, once a month. I would talk to her about it. I said, Gloria, you're born again, spirit filled. And, I, and that's at that time, by the way, she was struggling with uh, endorsing the Marismos. Mm -hmm. she, it wasn't. And by the way, all word of faith, mm -hmm. uh, I think there's, I give his name, but Hilton, all these mm -hmm. guys, they took all that teaching out of the churches and out of the word of faith, that, the Marismos book. Wow. They were, they were commanded by the chief leaders of the uh, word of faith movement to remove all of Randy Shankle's teachings. Wow. And they did. <clears throat> and you can see the problem that. It was, you're looking right. at it because I no longer endorse uh, prosperity with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought, no, it's got to be faith toward God, not mm -hmm. faith toward yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, he, I always say this to Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the 70 says, upon this rock, I'll build my ministry. And then mm -hmm. the pastor comes along and says, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And, and it's always about me, mm -hmm. my ministry, mm -hmm. my church, and right. my, and this is my church. These are my deacons. And these are, you know, these are my people. Right. And it's ownership rather than stewardship. But anyway, so I, I, uh, I walk in one day. I talked to her about it. I said, Gloria, you need to drive these enemies out. The Bible says drive them out. It says possess their land, occupy the space that was been, that's emptied. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you don't, demons will go out, and they'll come back, and they'll find it empty and sweat, and they'll, they'll inhabit it again. You drive them out, but they're coming back. This oppression, depression, mm -hmm. you've got to stay now until the thing, they no longer come back. And so a lot of people, well, how come I got healed and got delivered? And now it's back. Right. Say, back. Well, they back. said they're coming back. Right. So I walk in and I've talked to her and talked to her. Glory, you have to drive this out. You can't get nobody to lay hands on you. Nobody going to cast this out for you. This is wrapped up in your humanity, your soul. This is part of your soul. You operate this because, and you have it justified. Well, it's my period or it's PMS okay. or well, you call it whatever you want to call it. And I said, uh, we've been redeemed from the curse of the fall. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And we've been redeemed from the curse of people cursing us. We're redeemed on all three levels. And at this time, she was a word person. Yes, yeah. full of the word. Mm -hmm. But she couldn't see that as an enemy. Mm -hmm. So I sat her down one day. And I said, I'm going to talk to you about it. Tell me how you see this. Randy, uh, this has been in my family. All, we all have this problem. My mom did. My grandmother did. My sisters do. I said, so you're justified. It doesn't, it doesn't bother you that there's an oppression, there's depression. You go into a dark place, and mm -hmm. you, you, you. I, I said, Where, what happens? You disappear, and and uh, I can't help you. There's nothing. You're depressed. You're just going to wait for it to get over with. You're going to mm -hmm. ride this through, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've all. It's, it's just who we are. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, so I couldn't get through. So one day I said, I went to Satan, to the Lord. I went to prophet. I went to, I went to Jesus to pray about this satanic thing. And I said, Satan, I'm the head of this house and you're not. Whether she sees it or not, I, I'm the pro me man. I stand between you and the en enmity of mm -hmm. my wife. And I said, you're going to answer to me. Next time I walk in that house, that's there. I'm casting you out. Well, there it was. I walk in. She's at the kitchen. Just, just room a house just full of depression mm. just dark i walked right behind her behind the kitchen she's doing the dishes i walked right behind her put my hand on her so i rebuke this in the name of jesus i commanded to leave her left her instantly and she just never turned she just stood started bawling just bawling and then she turned randy what happened i said you have to drive them out Oppression, depression, you can justify it any way you want to. You got financial problems, you got mm -hmm. marital problems, mm -hmm. it's my period. You know, uh, you can do that. 
but it is still is it still an enemy yeah the answer is it is so oppression depression suppression anxiety strife fear worry see these are things mm -hmm. people don't talk about mm -hmm. fear worry anxiety they have fretting. pills for them huh they have pills for them now yes they have pills you take you have a pill you they keep all of our kids on pills yeah or you have a, a therapist that you go have see a therapy you gotta have therapy yes <laughs> and nobody's driving it out yeah, petting it, petting mm -hmm. the demons, mm -hmm. making pet. One, a woman told me that one time. She came to me. She was really having some marital problems, <clears throat> and uh, her and her, they were. Uh, he was one of the elders of the church in Marshall, and they were really having some real difficult times. <clears throat> and uh, she, her and her husband, her and her husband both came to the house and said, "We need some help." <clears throat> And, uh, man, she can't sleep, not sleeping, sleeping up, sleeping in a chair, but can't go to sleep and just stressed out and just full of anxiety. <clears throat> and walks in my house and calm as a cucumber hit her. And he says, well, I didn't almost said her name, but <clears throat> well, what happened to you? She said, I don't know. I just find it different when I'm here. That's when it clued me there's something demonic going on with this marriage. <clears throat> comes over here there's no demons mm. and i was wrong i'll show you what i mean by that minute mm. so she says would you mind if i stayed here in the living room the next three or four days in a lounge chair and i was talking to my wife said, no we don't mind we'll be glad to help you where we can and after about two or three days something started being wrong remember the uh the well, the div spirit, the one with the div, div, spirit of divination said to yeah. Paul and them that, you know, I mean, she was so, everything was so biblical and so right. And that didn't sound right, man. Didn't have that. And I said, finally said to her, sis, I need to know something. You have all this demonic problems and stress and anxiety. You're very oppressed and depressed and you can't sleep and you're stressed out. You're high blood pressure and you're taking all kinds of pills. And I said, what's the story when you come over here? And she's this crazy. This was crazy. She said, well, I want you to know that they've already, they have already talked to me that when they come into your presence, we all shut up. I said, who's they? She said, the evil spirits that work with me. And I said, you talk about like the, you guys are friends. She said, they are my friends. They know when to shut up and when not to. I said, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I said, I just, and I just brought deliverance right there in that room <laughs> because it provoked me that they would do that in the presence wow. of Jesus. They wouldn't do it. They won't do it. Remember, they they wouldn't, didn't want to be known when he was around. Right. They tried to hide and stuff, mm -hmm. but Christ picked them off. Anyway, I thought, no, this is not about me. This is about Jesus Christ. You're scared of Jesus Christ. There's nothing in me, but that name bothers mm -hmm. you. If I mm -hmm. use that name, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Don't provoke this guy. <laughs> <laughs> in in the in the situation with um with Gloria, <clears throat> you were you were you were uh, speaking to her that. You, you got to drive this thing out of your life. Yeah. You, you you don't have to live this way. You can drive it out of your life. At one point, you took the initiative to drive it out yourself. Right. And you were able to do that because it's your position as a husband. You have that right to do that prohistomy you mentioned yes. earlier. Yes. So um, speak a little bit about that prohistomy. What gives you that authority in that in that that situation where you can do that? And also... Similarly with this lady, um, she was entertaining evil spirits. I loved them. She probably knew that it was wrong. She did. Born again, uh, spirit filled. Right. And 
she knew that she probably could get be, be delivered from them, but she was entertaining them. She was keeping them. And in that situation, you also had the authority of a believer to cast these spirits out. <clears throat> so is that, is that, um, as a husband, we do have that. Yes. She, ca- a, she came in my home. Right. Came under my submitted, authority. Submitted to authority. When she walked in that door, I owned it. If I would obey Christ with right. the authority he gave me. Headship. Headship. Principles. Yeah, because he wants us to deliver people, help sure people. Sure he does. And Th- so, that can't help himself. But did you know right. why she kept them? No. This is what came out later. Uh, well, an uh, hour or two later, but same day. Mm-hmm. Came out because she didn't want to remain married, and she's hoping her married can, her husband can no longer endure this. And he would leave, and then she'd get rid of him. She was trying to use demons to drive her husband off. And then when the husband left, <laughs> <Dang. laughs> and when the husband finally couldn't take him more and leaves, then she'll command the demons to leave, and she'll live her own life. Man. Now, we're talking about born-again, spirit-filled, carnal, stupid, crazy wow. mind. Wow. Uh, I'm, we're talking about crazy thinking, Joe. Yeah. yeah. That's insane, man, that you think you're going to use them? And then when you get tired of them, they're going to leave. Are you kidding me? Mm. When her husband left, they're going to stack up, man, mm-hmm. like cordwood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, this girl was in serious problems. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I tell you, the, the uh, pro east of me, to go to that moment, this is where the body of Christ doesn't understand. Ephesians said that we are involved in a warfare. Yes. Now we're not talking religion. Again, let's go kingdom. Okay. Kingdom versus church entity. Church entity is savior, and went through the whole list. Mm-hmm. But the king, and, and it's the pastor, and the pastor given sermons. Mm-hmm. But when you come into Jesus Christ in that kingdom, there's a king. And that king is come invasive. Now, here's an interesting thing. I use the term kingdom invasion. Kingdom within, kingdom invasion. When Christ came, it wasn't a visitation. And when Christ came, it wasn't an invitation. When, it, when Jesus said, thy mm-hmm. kingdom come, Thy kingdom come. If I was to tell you right now the Russians are coming, mm-hmm. does that mean it's a visitation? It's an invasion. It's, it's an invasion. It sure is. And when Christ comes to the earth as a king, he's going to invade domains and dominions, territory, Absolutely. regions, and realms. That's his nature. He's come to conquer what is mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. that was taken from him. Mm-hmm. Now he's come to get it back, whose right it is. Give it to him whose right it is. The church doesn't see that. They see the kingdom come. Let me give it to you. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That doesn't mean a thing to anybody saying it. They don't mean, they don't, thy kingdom, we hope you'll come again. We kept, we're waiting for you to come again. No. His first coming, the scripture says that it was a, called the first dominion. Mm-hmm. I think it was Zechariah, Malachi, call it first dominion. The first dominion of his coming was an invasion, but an invisible invasion. The second coming is going to be a political invasion. The first coming was within. The second coming is without. He will set up his domain, right. and he will rule as king and political governor, mm-hmm. bottom line. Mm-hmm. And, all, and all the rest will be thrown out mm-hmm. that doesn't submit to his kingship. So the first one is you, you do not get born again to go to heaven. You get born again, John chapter 3, so that you can see and enter the kingdom. That's the reason you get born again. So what we want to do, 
church entity teaches you get born again so you can go to heaven that's why you get born again that's church entity right. religion yes but kingdom says no the king rebirthed you mm -hmm. so that he can rule you mm -hmm. he will invade your space he it doesn't come by invitation and it doesn't come by visitation it comes by invasion so he invades that space and he starts looking at your enemies and my enemies and he starts immediately driving mm -hmm. them out as mm -hmm. a king and he says, that land is mine, your body is mine, mm -hmm. your mind is mine, mm -hmm. this land is mine. So now we take Old Testament land, mm -hmm. they're called the land of Canaan, that flows with milk and honey. Well, when does the land flow with milk and honey? After you drive all the enemies out, you will enjoy the land that flows with milk and honey, which you and I are doing. We've mm -hmm. worked on these enemies for years. Mm -hmm. My life right now is just full of peace and rest and joy, and I don't have to fight with myself. I don't have all my conflicts that I used to have. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean Esau can't come up out of the, out right. of the tomb. Right. He, he's, you know, they say... Uh, six feet under, but I think he's about three inches under. So <laughs> I don't trust him at all. Mm -hmm. So I realize he's there, but see, I don't get condemned by nobody. Right. I don't condemn myself. Now they do right. condemn me, but I don't take it because I realize, right. no, I could do that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, Jesus helped me that mm -hmm. I don't. But now you're, again, this kingdom invasion. Mm -hmm. Now he comes and he finds all of these enemies and you can list them however you want to. As I said, the ones that we do so much is depression, oppression, strife, envy, jealousy, and we do hatred, hostility, and mm -hmm. bitterness. And uh, look at the world right now. It's filled with hatred. United States, mm -hmm. full of hatred and mm -hmm. violence. Mm -hmm. People are aggressive. Women are right. loud and right. dictatorial right. and commanding and demanding. They can't, <clears throat> see, there's a, uh, you're watching the cultures and you're watching them having all these problems and they're asking why are the men now going to the men rather than men to the women well look at the women who wants right. to be married to that right who exactly. wants that in their house mm -hmm. I mean it's it's a it's a violent behavior it's not worth it that's what they're thinking it is it's not, not worth it, it. it or what they're doing a lot of them are doing is they're getting passports which means they're going to yes. other nations to find yes. women that are feminine are, exactly that are feminine. submissive and feminine yes, yes. So what we're seeing in America now is an enemy, and now the and, and that's in the church, mm -hmm. and that is the women are becoming more masculine mm -hmm. and the males are becoming more feminine, mm -hmm. and uh, the scripture calls it effeminate. Mm -hmm. Now they said that that the effeminate will not enter into the kingdom of God. Right. Well, the word effeminate, we use the Greek word malakos. Mm -hmm. Malakos is the same word that Jesus said when you see kings with soft clothing. Mm -hmm. The word soft is malakos. Mm -hmm. So what he's defining, the males are becoming more and more soft mm -hmm. and more and more passive mm -hmm. more and more and more feminine. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, my gosh, it's just it's yeah. absurd to me. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. But I'll look at So I would say. Drive out the femininity. Mm -hmm. Drive out the masculinity. They're enemies right. to who you are. Right. If you're a woman becoming more and more loud and aggressive and cussing mm -hmm. and screaming and hollering and born-again spirit-filled. Now, I, I will say this on a, uh, uh, a different term. Both my mom and dad, are have they passed away. Mm -hmm. But I, I lived a very uh, with a very dysfunctional family growing up. My mom and dad went to the Assemblies of God Church. Mm -hmm. faithfully. My mother was born again spirit-filled. I don't think my dad was ever spirit-filled, but he believed that he said the assembly of God is the best doctrine you can ever have. Yeah, I remember him telling me that. When And I'm already a kingdom man by now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that didn't go, I, no, Dad, <laughs> you don't get it. That's religion. But cause I asked him, I said, all right, Dad, 
the assemblies of God is the best doctrine that we have on the earth, right? Yes, sir. When we all get to heaven, which church will we be going to? <laughs> will we be going to the assemblies or to the Baptists? Or which church is Jesus going to? Or are we going to have all these little churches and you get to go to the one that you choose? I said, do you think that's what he's going to do? I said, he didn't build. I said, and here's, here's the truth. Here's what really helped. When Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. You look at Colossians and Hebrews and Philippians, all those tell you, and he said, the church, which is my body. Mm-hmm. He said, upon, and you could, you could say, mm-hmm. just upon this rock, I'm going to build my body. Mm-hmm. Now, what he's putting together is a body, not mm-hmm. a building. Mm-hmm. He's building with bones mm-hmm. and not with stones, mm-hmm. and he's putting us together bone to bone. Mm-hmm. You and I are being built by Christ mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. We've been doing that for, what, 25, 30 years? Mm-hmm. He's, he's working on building you and I together. Right. Bone to bone. <clears throat> this is building the church. Mm-hmm. And neither one of us is building a building anywhere. We right. just want to build one another. Right. Now, that's building the church. And when he said, upon this rock, <clears throat> I remember continuing this with the word of faith. And don't need the names. Everybody knows some of the leaders. But <clears throat> as I was continuing with them on that scripture, one of them said, the rock, and he'll teach it, the rock is the revelation of <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I said, no. A rock is the foundation mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. You don't build on a revelation. You build on a foundation. Yeah. And we're built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Mm-hmm. He didn't know what to do with it. He's been teaching that for years. but And he couldn't change because he has all those tapes right. out there. Right, I know. It. And you got to build on the revelation. I know. And it. Uh, you don't. You lay that first stone, that chief cornerstone, you build on Jesus Christ from then on. So now we go back to this invasion. Mm-hmm. And... He, he's come, you didn't invite him, and he, di- and he didn't come uh, just at, to visit you at your home. He come with an attitude of a king who Satan has owned you for God knows how many years, and he's come to deliver you from the power of darkness and translate you into the kingdom of his dear son. And he's coming to, mm-hmm. subdue, to subdue kingdoms. Now, every individual... Is the king and lord and master of his own domain. Every individual is. That's humanity. Every human has the right to be his own lord, king, and master until another greater comes in. And when that greater comes in, he'll spoil that household Mm. and he'll take all the goods from it. Mm And that's what he's doing. And Christians can't see it. They just think they go to church, listen to a little sermon, do a little praise and worship, and go home and cuss one another out and sleep on the couch because the marriage is gone. And yet they go to church again next Wednesday night mm-hmm. and uh, sit there together. And he hadn't slept with her. And he's, he's been in the, on the couch for four days. <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes on all right. the time. And so we're not paying attention to a king coming in to drive out enemies. And, Joe, I say this. Not at all arrogantly. I sit here right now with the same awareness. There are so few Christians who have ever heard this truth about the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. We are not preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. We're preaching the gospel of our denomination. Right. And that's all we're hearing, and we've heard it for hundreds of years here. they emphasize that it is, you know, the the emphasis is salvation, getting people uh, saved. To go to heaven. Right. Right, saved, and then the big deal is baptized. How yep, many? How yep. many? How many did you baptize yep. this month? Yeah, you know that's the big prize, and it's not really making a dent. It's not making a change in the individuals, and um, but it, it, I think what happens is it 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 
rallies people into a idea that they're doing something for God. What they're doing is they they emphasize the importance of uh, reaching the lost. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's as far as they take it. You know, they, they, they people get born again, but then they're they're a mess. They haven't really been able to sort out their lives and and to go into discipleship. That's the word. Should, they should be going into discipleship, not into a church. Right. See, right. Not into a denomination, but into discipleship. I have thought this a mm -hmm. hundred times that if I may have missed God in my own life on making disciples, he gave me a commission in July of 1979 and he came to me in Texarkana and he began to tell me he's going to give me men. And those mm -hmm. men were, I was to disciple them. Mm -hmm. I wonder what the difference would have been today if I had not done what I'm doing and I would have opened up a discipleship training center mm -hmm. and done that all these 35 years, just mm -hmm. a school mm -hmm. for making disciples. Mm -hmm. I've often thought about that hundreds of times, the mm -hmm. difference that may have been, because I don't believe in a, a lot of going. I don't believe in going to church every right. Sunday and Sunday night and Wednesday night. Yeah. I don't believe it's going to change you. Right. I don't, you can hear, you can listen to the three points of poem and a prayer till Jesus comes and you're still going to go home the same person. Mm -hmm. Nothing changes you more than when you you become a disciple and you begin to get these hard teachings called mm -hmm. marismos mm -hmm. and it begins to reveal and separate you into mm -hmm. areas where it shows enemies and problems and conflicts and difficulties mm -hmm. and your your nature and see I'm, when I met uh, 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 Gloria Lee she was a strong independent woman mm -hmm. <clears throat> self-governing mm -hmm. that's an enemy to God mm -hmm. who's the governor Matthew two, chapter 2 who's the governor Jesus Christ or Gloria Lee Who's going to be the Hageami? And so <clears throat> who's going to be the one that's going to rule and govern this body? So I meet Gloria Lee, and she's a strong, independent woman. Uh, and we, I, we start clashing. No, no. First Corinthians chapter 11, Gloria, we're going to look at the scripture. It's called Headship Principles, right. Reflection Principles, representing. We're going to represent Christ. I'm going to reflect Christ. <clears throat> you're not the head. God's the head of Christ. Christ's the head of man. Man's the head of the woman. If you mm -hmm. like it or don't like it, I don't really mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. Charismatics don't like it. Charismatics, mm -hmm. women refuse that scripture. Mm -hmm. They're not coming under. I'm in South Africa. And uh, uh, I had seven fellowships lined up to minister while I was there. And the first one I went to, <clears throat> when I get there, I start teaching a little bit. <clears throat> And someone stands up in the audience and says, Brother Shankle, now this 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 woman, uh, she stands up for the, the pastor's wife. And because uh, the guy in the back there said, uh, Brother Shankle, would you share with us about Christ and the woman issue? And the pastor said, no, we're not going to be discussing that. And I said, well, it would depend on what Christ wants to discuss, sir. <clears throat> His wife stands up and says, excuse me, what are you going to do with somebody like me? I'm, a, I'm my own person. I mean, I can tell you that right now. And she just went off on her independence. So she gets through uh, with all of her speech about how great she is. <clears throat> so what are you going to do with me? I said, I'm not doing anything with you, ma'am. You need to answer to your husband. He's the head. He ain't my head. Well, <clears throat> she contacted the other six pastors' wives and shut down every one of those meetings because I'm wow. teaching headship. So now I go up to another place in South Africa. I, I don't. My wife knows the name of it, and I'm and they're wanting me to hold a women's meeting. So I get there, and the first woman tried to trap me, Brother Shankle. So I understand you're the what the priest and the prophet of your household. 
I said, no, ma'am, I'm not. I said, priests and prophets, the same thing. It's a gift. I am a king and a priest to my household. Oh, you're the king. I, said, I am the king. Has Christ made us kings and, and priests unto him, or has he not? I said, what you're looking for is a passive pastor or a passive husband. Mm. I'm not the man. <laughs> and I said, now, if y'all want to stay, you don't have to stay, but I'm going to preach the word of God. I'm a king in my home. And I said, I know how to rule, and I'm a priest. I know how to serve. I know as, as a king how to, to govern my household, and as a priest, I know how to minister and share and help her. So what's the problem with that? Well, they, didn't, they don't hear this about king. You don't hear it in the church, kings and priests. You hear pastors and evangelists and some mm -hmm. maybe prophets, and everybody wants to be a prophet, and everybody wants to be an apostle, mm -hmm. and you know, here mm -hmm. you go with all that stupid stuff of mm -hmm. ownership and titles and entitlements. And so, <clears throat> but <clears throat> to get back to where we were, that if, if we if we continue on with these so you know with Gloria with these enemies of governing mm -hmm. so she has to get this out of her life she has mm -hmm. to she has to get that out I meet Crystal and I want you to know something Crystal was top of the line self governing mm -hmm. boy she stepped on my toes my first year in ruling and governing and and all of that had no revelation of the headship and all mm -hmm. of this and uh, she had four brothers that uh, mm. cruel to her. She mm -hmm. had a mother that did not like her, and I know mm -hmm. that, I know her mother. Mm -hmm. And she had two fathers, a father and a stepfather, both winos mm. that she would visit on the streets. Mm. And her oldest brother spanked her mm. when she got into trouble. He would spank her. So she grew up like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she really didn't have a lot of, she did not see a God man mm. in her life, never saw the pattern. Marries me and me, I'm full of the kingdom of God, government of God, rule of God. I mean, I'm ready to live this life as a head. I'm the head of my wife, but I'm not a Lord. Christ is the Lord. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I do bring a distinction between headship and lordship. The Bible does. I'm Crystal's head, but Jesus is her Lord. And I don't, I don't interfere with that lordship thing. That belongs to Christ. Right. But I don't mind in my home being the head. Mm -hmm. And so we start, and, and Crystal saw, Crystal, you got to drive it out. <laughs> if you don't drive it out, it's going to drive me off. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to mm -hmm. work for me. I'm mm -hmm. not going to have a domineering Jezebel, mm -hmm. ruling, controlling, loud, in my face woman. I'm not going to do that. Christ told me to marry you, and he told you to marry me because we are to find our enemies that we have by living with one another. Mm. And I told her, I said, the reason I didn't see these enemies, how quick I, you can make me angry and mad, is because Gloria Lee would not take that on. Mm -hmm. Gloria Lee would not challenge that. Chris will get right in your <laughs> face. <laughs> <laughs> and I found some enemies I didn't know was there. Mm -hmm. I said, Crystal, that's why we've come together. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going we're gonna to learn one another's enemies by living together because we're not going to go into this vicious cycle called the victim cycle or the mm -hmm. violent cycle. We're going to go into the victor cycle with one another. And what I'm going to do, I'm, you're going to expose my enemies, and I'm going to expose your enemies. And we as sons of God, daughters of the Most High and disciples, we're going to drive that out, not war with one another. Mm -hmm. And it made the marriage very simple for us. I'd see things with her. I'd say, Crystal, it's an enemy. Do you see this enemy? I sure do. I really do. And she said, Randy, you're quick to trigger us. Yes, I am. It's got me in trouble a lot of times. <laughs> and I said, and I said, uh, we had, a, I got to tell you this, we had a, a brother up in uh, Oklahoma. Uh, he's an older gentleman. He wanted to have a reconciliation meeting with some of the brothers that's offended mm -hmm. with me that's left here and mm -hmm. they're pastoring here or whatever. So we have this big meeting up in Oklahoma. 
And uh, Jeff was there. Randall was there with me. They went with me. And I want you to know, Joe, I got the Emmy. <laughs> if they were passing out most suke behavior, I got it. Oh, did you? Oh, I was triggered. And I want you to know... I had dismissed myself. I said, man, <laughs> and I'm talking about teaching all this and knowing all this <laughs> and got triggered, boy, got triggered by a brother. And uh, that they pro provoked you. Yeah. That was okay. Because the same thing that happened, like I said, with Paul and Jan, when Paul had me set up. Right. Okay. It wasn't a reconciliation meeting. It was a time between two posts and beat right, me. Right. They were going to strip me mm -hmm. with that's what they that's what they didn't tell me. and the man that set it up he that's what they agreed to do everyone was going to tell uh spill their offenses with me and i sat there and said all right who's next we know how it's going to go <laughs> and then he'd, he'd go off and said, all right and next who and i said so this really isn't a reconciliation meeting mm -hmm. this is just just this is just a uh uh tie you up between two posts and beat you i said so this is what we're going to do i said no i don't think so I'm finished with this meeting. It's not a reconciliation meeting. Mm -hmm. This, so I, I, but I did it in a blow-up way. I didn't mm. do it kindly. <laughs> I was, and so I had to repent. <laughs> and I get in the car going. I said, "Well, what do you think, brothers? Did I get the Emmy or not?" <laughs> and he said, "You mean for Su Jeff?" Said, "You mean for Mr. Suke of the day?" Said, yes. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> so we laughed up, but it was. And I've said now. See, here's the thing. I told Crystal. And I told Gloria. I said. One suke episode right. will ruin your reputation yeah. for a lifetime. Yeah, that's and true. I, I'll never be able to affect those guys right. again. So right. They saw yeah. me teaching it right. and going off. Right. So I lost them. I'll never be able to impact their lives again. So going at all of it, that uh, uh, Crystal had this uh, enemy that when she came over here, <clears throat> and uh, well, I married her over there, and it escalated. Uh, or elevated her status because I was somebody really big over oh, there. Oh, I see. Okay. See, they had my teachings right. and they had Gloria's right. and they had this thing that this prophet can see right through you. Mm -hmm. And they had all this stuff going on before, and which I, which I didn't know. And by the way, I don't pay no mind to that trash. Mm -hmm. I just the son of God. So I don't, mm -hmm. I, don't ex I don't accept any of those uh, accolades from mm -hmm. human being. Mm -hmm. If you're going to praise somebody, praise Christ. But, mm -hmm. And I ain't taking no praise from him. So I go over there and I, I see this uh, type of behavior. Hmm. That I, I'm some type of a rock star. <laughs> well, uh, when Crystal married me, she's the queen. She inherited it. Oh, I she, see. She inherited okay. it. Okay. She inherited queenship. Mm -hmm. And everybody changed with her. Mm. She was now. Ooh. And when she came over here and came to the church in Marshall, she tried to maintain that. Mm. Mm -hmm. And oh, it caused no little problems with mm -hmm. with the women, mm -hmm. and so. But I did find that she has an enemy called elitism. Mm -hmm. So Crystal had this thing that she was, and I would tell her. Now through the mm -hmm. years, I've told her, Crystal, you have a little diva problem. Mm -hmm. You're kind of mm -hmm. like a Hollywood diva. You got mm -hmm. this little, uh, who do you know who I am? And elitism, etc. <laughs> I said one day. Because she said, I know I can see it, but she didn't really see it. I know I can see it. I know I've done this, but you know, but, but it's not that bad. I said, Crystal, one day Christ's going to set you up. Mm. And when he does, you'll never do it again. It'll break you. The embarrassment and the mm. shame and the reproach is what you're going to get. So we go to a restaurant <clears throat> and we're sitting in this restaurant. We've, she's been there. This, the, she loves this restaurant. She always gets a, uh, steak, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not yeah, medium no, not not medium rare. Yeah, medium rare. <clears throat> no, that's what I get. It's not pretty rare. Mm -hmm. 
figure I'll just call it medium rare. <clears throat> and it didn't come out medium rare. And she tells them about it and she's but it's okay i'll eat it second time which it could be weeks go by okay so mm -hmm. second time same thing wrong steak and i said don't worry about it chris just steak who cares just eat the thing mm -hmm. it's just steak <clears throat> well the third time it was same thing <clears throat> and oh boy diva came to the table <laughs> and i started watching her elitism i said oh jesus i said mm -hmm. this is gonna be great mm -hmm. How much of this you want me to put up with? Because this is going to nail her. I think she ought to just go ahead until this thing drowns her. So I said, Crystal, I'm encouraging you right now to get off. Uh, we use the name Maud and George mm. to trigger right. that Maud's come up. Her name is Crystal Crystal Maud Shankle. She doesn't like the name Maud, and I don't like the name George. <clears throat> so we kind of use that as, okay, you saw, you know, mm -hmm. here he comes. Firstborn's on his way up. Here comes the nature of the firstborn. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I want this steak exactly the way I want it. And this is the third time I've come here, and I haven't got it that way yet. It just goes off. Now, she didn't say, I know, you know yeah. who I am, but this, the, you know, mm -hmm. you're... And this, this wait, I said, it's okay, sis. It's not a big deal. It's just a steak. It's not a big, it is a big deal. I can't, I can, so I want this taken back and, they, and I want a different one. And, and so they, they take it back. Well, 30 minutes later, she hadn't got it. We found out when, when the waitress comes back, check on me, Chris says, where's my steak? She says, I thought you said you'd take it. You don't want it. She says, I didn't want that one. You haven't ordered me another one? Triggered her again. Went off and I'm sitting there, oh, Jesus, this is her moment. I've got to give her an Emmy. I, I, I've got to find something. To, you know, the little Emmys, you know. Great. I, I, roll out the red carpet, baby. You're doing it. Stay with it. Don't quit till you kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes off. And uh, so she finally gets another steak. And now she's not happy because I'm through eating. I've already taken my plate. And she's over there eating. And so it was a, and I kept Crystal. Now, look, I'm from Arkansas. I'm a country boy. None of that stuff, I could care. I, I never grew up elite. I grew mm -hmm. up poor mm -hmm. and on, living on the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> my mom and, dad, mom and daddy at that time were tongue-talking, holding loader Pentecostals. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was the town of First Baptist. Right. So, man, we were the low, po low on the podium. So I never thought about it. I didn't pay no mind to it. I didn't have no stigma, no nothing. Meet Christ. My value is in him. It's not in my flesh anyway, so mm -hmm. I didn't care. So now... I start to walk out. I get to the car and let Crystal in. I go back in I, and to the. I said, "Ma'am, I won't pay for that steak." Oh no, we couldn't do that. We, your wife was very unhappy with that. And I said, "No." Did she get a steak? Yes, she did. Did she get it the way she ordered? Yes, I think she did. Didn't she? Yes, she did. So I said, "I'm paying for it. I can't do this. I cannot not pay for this." So I gave her twenty dollars and I walked out and I said. Nah, I think it's $30. So I walk back in and she, she get, don't do this. No, no, it's $30, right? $30. I said, here, take another 10. Mm -hmm. And so I get in the car. She said, did you pay for that? I said, did you eat it? Because she wanted to nail me. Mm -hmm. So she said, did you pay for that? That was an indictment. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a question. Mm -hmm. Not looking for knowledge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what I tell us, Crystal. Sometimes you ask questions. You're not looking for knowledge or truth. <laughs> you're using it as an indictment. Mm -hmm. And the next time you ask me a question, make sure you want knowledge because I'm not answering those. I'm familiar with what that mm -hmm. is. Did you pay for that? <laughs> and I, did you eat it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Then I paid for it. So we get home, and I said, all right, I've learned now. About two days. Mm -hmm. We're sitting in the living room early in the morning. She has a cup of coffee. I'm drinking some, some tea from South Africa, which I love that South African tea. 
And that, and she knows now, that's Crystal. I think we need to talk. She puts her cell phone down. All right, let's talk. I said, you have an enemy, and it really made a fool of you. You've embarrassed me. You've humiliated me, and I don't ever want to go back to that restaurant again. And she said, I am so sorry. I said, well, and I hope today was the last of that elitism that you have. You don't know some Hollywood woman that God's rolling out a red carpet for. I said, you're a daughter of the Most High. You know what that makes you? You're mm -hmm. the servant of all of them. Mm -hmm. And I said, so start serving people rather than being served. You have an enemy. And this enemy is, again, goes back to that human nature. Remember, so yeah. I have the right to myself. Right. I have the right. If I'm going to pay for the stake, I'm going to get what I want. You're not going to get, and I told her, I said, Crystal, Jesus Christ is going to trap you on all of these things. <laughs> it's going to continue to happen until you humble yourself and repent. Boy, she rambled herself right there and repented. That's been I don't know how long ago, but the mm -hmm. issue is done with, don't have that elitism anymore. Now, she's had that from God knows how long, oh. see? Mm-hmm. So all these enemies that are within, they, they're triggered. You can tell if I asked uh, anybody, what, what enemies do you have within the top three? Uh -huh. all your, all, I say, you won't know. Ask your husband. Right. Ask your wife. Because they can tell they you. Watch you. What, what, yes, they watch you trigger. Mm -hmm. They know the trigger mechanisms. Mm -hmm. They'll even know, boy, I can't say this to him. I've been not right. saying. It's I've not been, worth it. No, it's not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. I'm sleeping in the bed tonight. And uh, Carrie Lee says to me, Daddy, how come the husband always sleeps on the couch, <laughs> even when he's right? I said, I don't know what that's about. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> Isn't that true? It's, yeah. it's, it, the soul calculates it. Do I want this battle or mm -hmm. not? Mm -hmm. And that shows you something's wrong in that marriage that you cannot communicate that situation. Mm -hmm. And Crystal and I made sure that we got that completely out where there is, it is always worth correcting one another if we trust one another. And mm -hmm. if we can present it that the, here's where the distrust comes in, and we created it in the beginning because we didn't do it right. Mm -hmm. I'm wanting you to change for my sake. Mm. Now it's it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. But if I really love you and and I I confront you because I want to see you live a better life and be happier, mm -hmm. then you can receive that easier. So I'd say, Joe, this is just for you. I said this this uh, elitism thing that you know it's going to get you in trouble. It's going to mm -hmm. damage you. Mm -hmm. It's not going to damage me. I still love you. You're my brother. But mm -hmm. it's really going to embarrass you one day. Mm -hmm. Well, <clears throat> that's easier. Right. Yeah. You because know, you'll walk away. And say, he didn't have anything. In there, I mean, he's, there's nothing for him to gain here. Right. But we've done it wrong in the beginning because we wanted him to change for us. Because mm -hmm. I can't take right. this no more. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 um, uh, in in terms of driving him out. Yes. Um. What was the objective of driving him out? And, and, and the reason I'm asking this is an individual goes through and starts realizing this in their life. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that in my life this year this year i'm going to focus on driving enemies out in my life identify them have interviews with people find out what they see in my life and i'm going to drive them out of my life to increase the kingdom of god in my life what is the advantage what do what what is it is it just the fact that now god has control of those areas of your life or is there anything else? I, I suppose this is where you would start inheriting. You start inheriting the good of the land. Yeah, you do. The blessings. The blessings. And you don't have the tormentors, all these um, 
nations that are coming at you. And I think I think it referred to these nations that are more powerful than you. They are. You can't do it on your own. It says that they're much more powerful than you. And they are. The anger, the hostility, the bitterness, the, resi- the unforgiveness, you name it. <clears throat> they're much more too difficult to deal with uh, as an individual. So here's th- through th- understanding nature, number one, then understanding solution from Christ, number two. And it deals with the soul is mm-hmm. the nature, and then with the spirit, the answer. Mm. And that is, it's by nature of the soul, why he said, deny. It, human, human nature lives on repeat, repeated lifestyle. If you eat, you eat again. If you drink, you drink again. If you sleep, you sleep again. It's in a process of repetition, mm-hmm. Oscill- mm-hmm. Oscill- oscillatory mm-hmm. repetition. Mm-hmm. So it's the fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, that's how we live. And if you continue it, it stays strong. The moment you deny it, it gets weaker. And every time you deny it, it mm-hmm. gets weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Mm-hmm. So we break our habits. Mm-hmm. The habitat is where the habits are at. So you married, you find the, the, the husband or the wife's habitat. And that's where you'll find their habits are at. So I'm Mary Crystal, and she drinks uh, coffee, loves coffee in the morning. She'll put in four teaspoons, five teaspoons full in a small cup. I said, <laughs> I said, Crystal, you're addicted to sugar. Now, I said, I'm going to tell you what I did. I was addicted to sugar. Now, I'm going to show you. Just, now, that I'm doing mm-hmm. this show you the human soul, how, mm-hmm. it, how it, by nature it behaves. <clears throat> this is just a nature thing, natural thing. <clears throat> and uh, Gloria Lee, when I'm married to her, we, she make make pies and cakes, and I said, Gloria, I would like to do something. This is crazy, but this is so funny. I didn't expect her to say this, but I said, I want you to take the pies, and I want you to take the sugar. If it says four cups, I want you to cut it in half. And she said, Rain, these are Betty, Betty Crocker recipes. <laughs> I looked at her and said, it ain't the Bible. It's Betty Crocker. <laughs> I, said, I said, cut it in half. We both loved it after a while. Your body, mm-hmm. naturally, by nature. Mm-hmm. And then I said, now take the two cups and cut them in half. Mm-hmm. Well, what you can do, you can, so I said, St. Crystal, I want you to take the four teaspoons, break it down to three. Mm-hmm. Then a few months goes by, Crystal, drop it down to two. She did. Now she just uses a little bit of honey mm-hmm. and loves it. Mm-hmm. So the human mm-hmm. nature is mm-hmm. denial. When Jesus said, deny mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. he did not say self-denial. Mm-hmm. There's a major difference. So you deny yourself that right to act that way, to behave that way. You resist it. You resist your own behavior, and it begins to dissipate the power. Now, while you're doing that, you're strengthening your human spirit because the elder, firstborn, shall mm-hmm. serve the younger, the secondborn. So what happens, the spirit man has to strengthen himself, become strong in the Lord to where he can rule that firstborn. And it shows you as Christians that we have a weak spirit and a strong soul. Mm-hmm. That's what it tell, shows us mm-hmm. because you can't rule your soul. When he says you can't do it, that means you can't do it. These nations are greater than you. These nature natures of humanity are stronger than you in the firstborn, you can't do it. But you can do it if you're stronger in the spirit man than you are in the soul man. Your spirit man can rule that soul man. And that's what he says. See, for instance, uh, let's see, I'm 72 years old in the soul man. Mm -hmm. I'm 52 years old in the spirit man. And my spirit man now rules the firstborn. Mm -hmm. The elder shall serve the younger. That's the prophetic. Mm -hmm. And so since we have that, Manasseh and Ephraim, 
and all the way, all the way from Cain and Abel mm -hmm. all the way down right. to all these brothers and half brothers. Right. One's going to rule the other one. And so we go into the Abrahamic covenant, then we find out that it, one reproduces bondage mm -hmm. and the other one reproduces freedom. Mm -hmm. So this is, again, what we're seeing is the nature of these two things that's within me. What I do say concerning born-again spirit-filled Christians, they are bipolar. You both have a human nature and you have a divine nature and they conflict. And that's why we have a king to drive out this conflict and bring peace between them both. Eventually, there will be peace in there. And now the soul won't get up in the morning. You know what I'm going to do? He won't do that anymore. He'll right. get up more and say, Jesus, what would you like me to do? I'm not right. my own. I'm bought with the price. I'd be glad to serve you today. Is there anything you want me to do to serve you? That, that's his referral. He does that automatically. I think I'm going on vacation. I'm going to Hawaii in July. I think mm. I'm going to spend two weeks, two weeks honey, in July. Uh, you see the problem? Yeah. There is the ownership. Yeah. He still believes he has the right to himself. Right. So he's not going to refer to Christ. And, and really, um, it, takes, it takes a lot of work to get to the place where you're going to yield and you're going to bend the knee yeah. and submit to the will of and to the lordship of Christ. It takes a lot of work. Um, I know that um, for me, the first time I experienced, and I encourage everybody to, if you haven't, if you have never been exposed to or listened to or read the the Marisimals, I think it's very important to look at it and 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 have have it have an effect on your life. Yeah, it's trans. It transforms you. It does. And, everybody and that reads it. Everybody that reads it, <clears throat> yeah. and and I keep it handy because it's it's important. Yeah. yeah, it's not a reading book. No, it's a study. It's a study, and yeah. and for me, to get to the place where you want to even drive these enemies out. I mean, obviously, um, other people are going to be saying things. You know, you you have problems. Yeah. You need to yeah. you need to work this thing out, or we're over. It's not going to work for us. And so that may be one reason somebody decides to start working on driving these enemies out of their lives. But at some point you have to really, you have to, how do you get to the place? This, this is a, a strange question, but how do you get to the place where you are ready to make Jesus your Lord? Yeah. Because people are getting born and getting left and right. They're getting saved left and right. They're, they're filling up the churches. Yeah. But, how do you make the transition where you're actually, is it him that makes the, term, the termination or is it, uh, I, I'm thinking about what point it happened with me. I think for me, I fell in love with the Lord. I fell in love with the word and I just couldn't get enough of it. And so that was the next natural um, course of action. That was what I was going to do. I was going to try to find out how I can, how I can pursue him more, find out um, how I can be used by him. And that's when uh, I came across uh, Marisbrook for the first time. But let's say, for instance, somebody's listening and they're a believer. They believe in God. They're fired up. They go to church and they've never heard any of this stuff about the kingdom in our lives, uh, driving enemies out of our, our, our land, um, this lordship, not making a decision. I don't decide, you know, I want to go to Hawaii. Let's go to Hawaii next week. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's never been really challenged in their lives. They never been uh, told, okay, that's not your decision to make. So um, them hearing this kind of message for the first time and it's resonating, it's like they're thinking, wait a minute, you know, this is 
where I believe that I'm supposed to go. This is the direction that I want to go to pursue God, to find um, purpose in God. Um, what would you say to them? Um, we're talking about someone who is, um, you know. Got some enemies. Yeah. Serious enemies. Serious enemies. And hearing this for the first time, uh, uh, realizing maybe they're, they maybe they're, they're they're just feeling like you know the the that level of guilt. I mean, I've been like this my whole life, you know. Yeah. And yeah, people yeah. put up with me. Yeah. So what would be their next step in life to go? I mean, we say we're we're explaining drive out the enemies. What is the, the pragmatically? What do they do? Well, first of all, we deal with the nature. Okay. There's nothing more successful than understanding your nature. You can become very victorious when you understand your own behavior. <clears throat> And till you can see yourself. Now, Watchman Nee said, till you come to the place that you hate yourself. And we're not talking about the new, newborn. We're talking about the firstborn. Mm -hmm. And he said, till you come to that place, you're not going to make some serious changes. Mm. And to me, people love themselves the way they are. They love being loud and aggressive and arrogant and haughty. That's good. They love it. And they're not wanting to change. Right. So we just ignore those. Oh. That, you can't do a thing with those. But here's the other, here's the other aspect that does work is... You tap into, Christ knows how to tap into the nature of the human soul, self. Self would rather win than lose. And self loves mm. loves uh, winning, excuse me, uh, hates losing more than they love winning. And they do. So once you tap into that nature, you I will say to you, that, that arrogance of yours, Joe, mm. is going to destroy you. You can't take that. You, you don't want to be destroyed. You cannot take that. No, it will defeat you. You're going to lose your wife. You're going to lose. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That will motivate you mm -hmm. because we're playing basketball. We're competitive. I ain't going to get beat. So you have that by nature. Mm -hmm. You're not going mm -hmm. to let, once you see it, mm -hmm. you're not going to let this conquer you because it conquers you. Mm -hmm. The very fact that I'm saying mm -hmm. it's going to conquer you mm -hmm. is going to bother you. Mm -hmm. So that's human nature. nature. Now, the second thing that takes you into it is that, John said, 1 John 1, 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. If you look at all the scriptures, we're in the process of becoming. Mm -hmm. And this is a long journey sometimes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it deals with one thing. Could you receive that I said to you, Joe, I don't find you this way, and mm -hmm. I'm going to make that clear, but I would say to you, Joe, you're an arrogant man. Now, if you could receive that, mm -hmm. see, it means received him. To them gave he the power to become. Mm -hmm. So if I would say that and you can receive that truth, then you can become contrary to that. You mm -hmm. can become something else than what you are, mm -hmm. but you have to receive it. Now, that's a hard thing to yeah. do. Yeah. Now, that takes us over into the revelation of Jesus Christ as the bishop of the soul. Mm -hmm. You, you and I both know mm -hmm. what religion's done with it, what church right. has done with it, but there is an individual that when he came, it's another one of those kingdom invasions statements. Mm -hmm. He said to Jerusalem, he said, uh, had you known your hour of visitation? Now, that word visitation isn't visitation. The Greek word is bishopric. Mm. Had you known your hour of my oversight of your soul, mm. bishop of the soul, mm. had you known that I was going to come now and bishop your soul, then we could do what Peter says, First Peter 2.25, we could return unto the shepherd and bishop of the suke realm. Mm -hmm. There has to be a shepherd of your soul. Mm -hmm. There has to be the bishop of your soul. Now, what we're letting Christ do in the church and what we're not letting him do in the church, we're letting him be the shepherd, 
but we're not letting him be the bishop. Right. And what Satan then has done with this bishop of the soul is made made men bishop of churches. Oh, mm. that's church. Mm -hmm. That's what they've done with it. Mm -hmm. So we still don't get bishoped. Right. He's just an overseer of churches right. that gets all the tithes right. and et cetera and all, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Kickbacks. Yeah, but mm -hmm. nobody's getting bishoped. Mm -mm. Nobody's really been bishoped. Christ has now got this little white collar called right. the bishop. Right. He's bishoping your soul, that mm -hmm. suke realm of mm -hmm. human nature that's mm -hmm. ate up with selfishness mm -hmm. and the right to itself. He invades that as a king, and he bishops it as a soul and delivers you from your enemies so you can have a land that flows with milk and honey. Mm. It's, it's a wonderful mm. thing to me. Mm. But you got to acknowledge it. Remember mm -hmm. the three points of the marriage? They take way back mm -hmm. to the original. It says, it was revelation for illumination. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. If you mm -hmm. can't see it, right. you're not ever going to be illuminated. There's going to be no light on it. You cannot see yourself. Mm -hmm. So I've dealt with the glory and I've dealt with Crystal. You've got to see it first, Crystal. You've got to see what I'm saying. You're an elitist. Now, you've got to see that. That will bring illumination, mm -hmm. a light upon that truth. It will expound it. It will explode it into a larger truth of how it is defined in, in mm -hmm. your behavior right. versus how I would be defined as an elitist. Mm -hmm. Every elitist wants to be treated a certain way, spoken mm -hmm. to a certain way, mm -hmm. handled a certain right. way, and they determine the certain way. <laughs> so that's the elitist right. club. But that's a culture. Mm -hmm. See, that's a culture that we have been trained up out of Hollywood. Yeah. You have the right to that. Right. And uh, now what would happen there then, if you can, that's the revelation for illumination, mm -hmm. then comes separation for clarification. Mm -hmm. Now the word of God separates that from your firstborn to secondborn, mm -hmm. and it shows you this is an elitist mentality, culture. This is not one. Right. This wants to be served. This one is going to serve. Now you have some clarification. And then as you get that dealt with and repent of it, then it brings you back to, to get unification for cooperation. Mm -hmm. Now your spirit and soul work together. And I can say to myself, Randy, <clears throat> you had a little attitude there? I did, man. I sure did. I see it. It's easy. Mm -hmm. You're, and, mm -hmm. and you don't have, you can enjoy the land. But it's, it is a process. It's a, we are in the process of becoming. Right. And it's a powerful process. And I, on that point, I want to define something concerning Christ the bishop and king. Will he become your king? Will he become your bishop? Will you permit him to be that? We're talking about you that are listening. That you go back to the two primary times that God revealed himself, one to Moses and one mm -hmm. to Abraham. Mm -hmm. And he says to Moses, you tell them that I am that I am. Mm -hmm. Well, before Moses, there was Abraham. He came to Abraham. He called himself, named himself El Shaddai. I am the almighty God. <clears throat> I'm powerful. I can do anything. He comes to Moses and says, well, who do I tell them that sent me? And Moses uh, and God said, and you tell them that I am that I am. Now, that word I am that I am is the Greek word, I mean, the Hebrew word, hava, which comes from the word Jehovah. Mm. So you have two words, I am Jehovah. Jehovah means self-existing, mm -hmm. but haval means I exist to become, to be, or to come into being. Mm -hmm. So God is, but he exists to become. So let me tell you what, show you what that means when you call upon the name of Jehovah. It, Jehovah there means that God says, I am your I am the Savior. Mm -hmm. I exist to become your Savior, but I may not be. I am your deliverer. Mm -hmm. I exist to become your deliverer, but I may not be. Mm -hmm. I am your king. I am your Lord, 
I am your savior, I am your master, mm-hmm. I am your healer, your deliverer, but I may not be yours, mm-hmm. but I exist to become that to you. Mm-hmm. And if you will receive me, as means receive me, you will mm-hmm. become that mm-hmm. because I exist to become. Gotcha. So millions and millions of believers don't believe Christ heals. So he'll never, but he's the healer. Mm-hmm. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just not to the Baptists and the Methodists mm-hmm. and the Lutherans, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You follow me? So yeah. that's what we're talking about becoming. Once you say, Jesus, I believe you're the king, but I want you to be my king. Mm-hmm. I believe you're the bishop, but I want mm-hmm. you to become my bishop. Mm-hmm. That's when he takes his place because you exist to become my Lord, Savior, King, High Priest, mm-hmm. Bishop. You mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. I thought I, every area where I see you, you exist to become that to me. Mm-hmm. But you already are who was and is and is to come. Mm-hmm. So will he become? I hope so. Hmm. So I think that's it. These things are so important for discipleship. I mean, I think that these are the things that um, we talked about earlier. Uh, what is the proper way of conducting discipleship? Uh, you mentioned, would it have been more advantageous to have had a discipleship center to where you're raising up just disciples, cranking them out, <laughs> so to speak, yeah. just cranking them out? And, and getting them active, you know? And so um, this discussion that we're having, it I think is very um, useful for drawing the attention of individual believers that want to be disciples. Uh, and, and, and there's a yearning that they have a desire to follow the Lord and, and to become more submitted to him but they don't know the terminology. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's one of the things that we, we were heavily involved in early on is terminology. And, and I, I, I understand that it's important because that's how you really start connecting these truths is by ha- understanding the terminology. And so I'm, I'm really fired up about discipleship. Yes. I'm really um, focused on the need for discipleship. And uh, I believe it's 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 really a, a part of my heart. You know, to get the word out. Yep. You know, we 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 talked about that. And Joe, the I, I see this as a platform to do yeah. that. Yeah, I do. I really see what you and I are doing right now. Mm-hmm. We're doing what you you do not hear, maybe cannot do from the pulpit to in a church, but we can do that right here as liberally and as free as we mm-hmm. want to. And you and I can sit right here and make disciples because what they're hearing is going they're going to have a hunger for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things, uh, listen to this scripture, how it shows you how we've really misconstrued it in church. He that with souls is wise. They think that means gets you born again. Mm-hmm. He's talking about winning souls. Mm-hmm. To win a soul, you yeah. have to be wise to right. win a soul. Right. To get someone born again, you don't have to be wise to get them born again. But we're winning souls, what you and I are doing. What, mm-hmm. we, what we're doing right here today is uh, we're winning souls. Mm-hmm. Souls are beginning to be won for mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. And these where now it's where you come to a place where your, your disposition, your temperament, mm-hmm. your character, your constitution is exemplifying and revealing and showing Christ, re, mm-hmm. uh, reflecting Jesus Christ in your attitude, in your behavior, in your conduct, in your conversation. It's, it's reflecting Christ now mm-hmm. in your love for your, your wife and your mm-hmm. children, your husband. Mm-hmm. You're beginning to show something they've never seen before. They've met you, but they haven't met him. And that's mm-hmm. what they're wanting to see. Right. So I, I do believe, well, first of all, no, I found out 
that though I warred with it for years, mm-hmm. I do not believe you can do it from the pulpit, even in five years. Now, you mm-hmm. were, we had a moment there, mm-hmm. but what we're doing now is what Christ did with the 12. And here's what it said, that he ordained them that they would be with him. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. That's the deal for right. disciples. Right. The rest of you stand on the mountain, you preach to the right. 5,000. Right. But right now, the call was going out today by the Holy Ghost. Right to bring disciples into Christ. Mm-hmm. And they're changing right now from wanting to be a believer. What you and I have discussed these last two segments mm-hmm. has made some people so hungry they can't hardly sleep now. Right. They'll get this and they will. They want more and right. more, same as you and I did. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. They, like I said, you get that Marismos book. Or what you said was, <clears throat> and I hate for them to get the tapes, because it right. sound, I sounded, well, you get your Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it speeds up. Yeah, speeds fast, and I'm talking high pitch, man. I was 30 years of age then. I've been in Marshall half of my life. Wow. And my voice has changed quite a bit since then. But, yeah, get the tapes nonetheless. But Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Um, um, the book, I mean, I refer back to the book. I've had several of the books. And so um, the thing, the difference is there's a – there is something there's something with the personality of being delivered that that is not as visible in the book and so the book <clears throat> the book it's brutal i mean the book is heartless yeah, yeah. the the, yeah. the 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 message at least there's a human being yeah. you know watching you bleed out yeah. let's see <laughs> <laughs> yes it's true now that is true brother it is it and it's brutal yeah and um <laughs> one of the other uh uh, message, uh, message that I thought was e- extremely uh, beneficial to myself is concerning the Maticos. And I don't want to go into it yeah, in this yeah, session. Yeah. I want to go into it in a little bit more. But I'll tell you what, I probably listened to that thing 50 times. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, uh, an incredible revelation. And just just one word. One word. Made all the difference. Every, yes, it does. Sure does. It's amazing. So I don't want to um, go into that right now, but I want to. I really want to encourage people to look into that as well, because that, that really revolutionizes your whole understanding of, of, of your gifts and callings. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Joe, I have loved this. I've enjoyed this time. I'm thankful for it. Yes. Yes. And I'm looking forward to making disciples. Yes. That's, that's, I think that's, that's the, the focus, yeah. you know, um, uh, the 2013 uh, encounter, which was um, to get the word out. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Um, send the message, send the word. Jeremiah 33. 33. What's in that? <clears throat> you know, I got to tell you something funny about that. This this is such a trip. So I get this visitation. I don't know if they've heard it on this one, but on that last segment, we talked right. about it. And I'm on that river at 3 o'clock in the morning. He appears to me in my tent with a bright light. And he says, send the message, send the word, Jeremiah 33. Well, he disappears. The light disappears. I'm crying, worshiping the presence of God, broken man, and worshiping God. After, I would say, 30 minutes, I'm sitting there on my little air mattress in that tent on that river. And I said, oh, man, Jeremiah 33, that thing going to open up. My goodness. I started reading it and reading it and reading it. I thought, I'd be better off reading the Reader's Digest. <laughs> <laughs> I never got a thing from it that night. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I, I read it every night mm-hmm. religiously mm-hmm. after that, seeing why did you say Jeremiah 33? Mm-hmm. 
and I learned a lot from it now mm-hmm. by content mm-hmm. and put it in context as well. Mm-hmm. But the scripture that was the rhema is called unto me, mm-hmm. and I will answer thee and God. show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Mm-hmm. It dawned on me, mm-hmm. I don't know much about God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought I'd had a lot. I had mm-hmm. probably at that time 800 different teachings, mm-hmm. which I've done. Mm-hmm. Even by then, I've done another 250 since the, mm-hmm. the, 200, uh, the 2013. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So you'd have about four of those pages, you know. Right. But I, I, I realized he was telling me, you don't know me. Mm. But then it was a greater than that. Uh, as often as I call up on you, mm-hmm. as much as I want from you, all I got is, and, and you will show me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will, I sh- but you'll have to call on me. Mm. And it puts something in me mm-hmm. to want to go farther than my, the truth that I have, the revelations mm-hmm. that I have. And Joe, I say this humbly, you can val- you, know, you would mm-hmm. validate this, uh, to the to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, I have an incredible teaching gift. It just mm-hmm. fascinates oh, yes. me, mm-hmm. so I have to maximize it now. Yeah. It comes easy for me. I respect the word. I yeah, love the it. word. That's what I like. And and that's the, what we both love. The treasures that I I received from 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 some of those, um, you know, you uh, uh, pl- plowing plowing and get some of that good stuff. Uh, it's been very very beneficial to me, and it also gave me the ability to learn how to extract, you know, from the word, yes, how to go yes. in there and just dig and dig and dig. Cause, cause I love it when I'm able to go in there and just yeah. discover that revelation oh, hits, gosh, man, gosh. man, isn't that a thrill? I'll chew on a scripture for months. Yeah, that's true. It's a rhema. Yes. It's just, just chew on it every which way because it's so valuable. So I, I appreciate that. And, and, and all this stuff is, is fantastic. And we're, there's a lot of things to uh, grounds to cover. And I think this is all very, very uh, useful. I mentioned to you earlier, before we started was that that these things are running through me at all times mm-hmm. every time I, I i i encounter a situation these things boot up you know these these yes. these messages boot up yes. and i'm able to uh live my life and have a background a foundation to make quality decisions you know i, I believe uh so i live the same way you do i live by uh Topics. Mm-hmm. I don't need the whole thing. Just right. You mentioned the title. Maris, title. Maris most mm-hmm. enemies within, kingdom mm-hmm. within. That triggers mm-hmm. the whole teaching itself. <clears throat> but the, I think what it does. See those. This teaching from the Word of God is supposed to. All teaching from the mm-hmm. Word of God is supposed to reconstitute your laws, change your mm-hmm. constitutional mm-hmm. lifestyle, your demeanor, mm-hmm. your constitution, your behavior, your temperament. Mm. And my temperament had to be uh, really dealt with. It was, uh, I'm very aggressive, mm. very competitive, uh, get triggered fast. I could get mad quick, go off quick. <laughs> and I knew, I, I saw that mm-hmm. coming up when I got born again. Now in high school, it was all sports and fighting. Right. See, that right. mean, you don't, you don't, right. you don't resist any of it because ain't nobody telling you nothing. <laughs> you just get mad and get in a fist fight. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would do. But when I come into Christ, mm-hmm. I just thought that stuff's going to pass away. It didn't. <laughs> I had to figure, why is this stuff following me into my life? I'm born again, spirit-filled. Well, you don't get born again in the soul instantly. I wish we did, boy. Yeah. I tell you. But I have to face the fact you don't, and it's a progressive, uh, and we'll take the time. But it does change you. It does. Once it gets in, you receive it. See, you mm-hmm. receive it. Mm-hmm. It engrafted into you. And I got to say it again. If you'll just look at the word engrafted, it means a contrary. It's contrary. You're taking a branch called an apple and you're putting a, an orange into it. It's contrary to the nature of that tree. And that's what you've got to do. 
This word, every word from God is an engrafted, every word is an engrafted word that's going to put contrary to the human soul, conflicting and contrary and causing a war and the word will win. Got to win. That's right. So stay tuned to some more conflicts. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to bring you some conflicts. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Joe. I love it, man.